0: Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas they added bacon to their bacon Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon or Canadian bacon and chipotle seasoned bacon get two dollars off a large bacon duo or any large pizza use promo code 2 Donato's every piece is important
2: hi everybody we're two girls we're bored and this is suddenly grown we're in our last year of college so if you're in your early 20s finishing high school or in college and you just want a vibe stick around However, if you're also significantly older and you want to get into the minds of some 20-year-old women, but in a non-creepy way, come ahead and join us. Thank you for coming and joining and listening to our podcast this week. I think today we're going to talk a little bit about something that all immigrant daughters dread. Um, Absolutely. The topic of marriage. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we're, the both of us are what? like We're both 21 and at least... I've, my mother's been talking to me about marriage for, like, a long time, and it's always mostly been, like, your husband will return you, you're not fit for getting married, you're too stubborn, but I feel like now that a lot of our friends are getting married and we're just seeing a lot of, like, our cousins and people around us getting married, it's becoming real,
2: you know? Yeah, absolutely. I would say for me... It's not like my parents are sitting there talking about my marriage, you know? It's about the, the, pr- the prerequisites for marriage. It's about getting prepared. Of course. <laughs> getting in that state where you're ready to be married off to someone.
1: Ew, I marriage hate... state of mind, I guess. Is that yeah. A... Is, that, is that what it is? I think so.
2: But before but, we get into marriage, but, I think it's, it's not even marriage itself. It's who we're learning this mm. from and the relationship that we have with them with our moms yeah
1: yeah our moms yeah you know honestly my mother scared the living crap out of me growing up I don't know if this is like synonymous with any like if in brown cultures but in black homes and especially Africans your mother is not your friend my mom would be telling me all the time I'm not your friend if I said so like I remember you know like when I was in high school I tried to joke with her a bit and she'd be like I'm not one of your little friends I'm not so and so or so and so don't talk to me that way and I'm like whoa all I did was try to crack a joke with mm-hmm. you. You don't have to go there. But, like, my mother really set clear boundaries with me when I was in like middle school, high school of like, you're not, we're not
2: friends. Oh, you know? absolutely. And I didn't know what to talk to my mom about. Yeah. yeah. I think growing up, okay. I was, <laughs> it's really interesting. So, growing up, you know, typically in brown households, the way that it works is that your mom's terrifying, right? But then your dad is supposed to be like, your mom says, oh, mm. wait till dad gets home. And your dad's supposed to be more scary. Oh, I was daddy's little angel, mm-hmm. at least for the, f- until my sister was born. <laughs> um, I was daddy's <laughs> yeah. little angel. So my mom was like really the authority, like she was the authoritative figure in my life. And mm-hmm. that's, that's how it was for like a good chunk of my childhood. Mm -hmm. it was not
1: mm -mm. and it's and it's weird because our I feel like our mothers had us pretty like I don't want to say young my mom had me when she was 24 and she was with my dad ever since she was 19 and I sometimes I I think we forget that our mothers were our age too like like my mom was 21 and confused at some point
2: i honestly i feel like i say this every podcast i say something that i'm embarrassed that i've never thought about but again this is something i have embarrassed i never thought about i literally never thought about the fact that my mom was 23 like similar to your mom she's 23 24 when she had me she was around yeah. close to our mm-hmm. age actually when she had yeah for me. real i'm not
1: popping out no baby right
2: now <laughs> she was close <laughs> to my age and i just like, forget that my mom was ever a teenager or in her 20s last week i walk into my mom's room and so i just watched seinfeld during quarantine right my mom was watching Mm -hmm. a rerun episode of seinfeld and i was like oh like is this just on or like did you intend to put this on because i was like it's it's a good show and Mm -hmm. she's like i know i watched it all when it came out and i was like right no my my mom
1: was like she so we were just like talking about clothes and stuff and I don't know we were having a random conversation and then she was like yeah you know before your dad I you know talked to this dude I was like hello hold up who what when and where what do you mean and I was like I just realized my mom had flirt like she flirted with people had crushes had people like her life was not all about like my family because that's what I feel like that's what a lot of our mothers are expected to do they're expected to make their lives all about their kids and all about their families when they have it. So I kind of forgot that my mother was a a woman that was not just mother, you know? And like, that's, I think in a way, that's kind of what I'm afraid of becoming when I get married. I'm afraid of losing my agency as a person and just becoming a property of my children. Like, mommy. (laughs) Like, when was the last time my mom heard her actual
2: name? (laughs) Oh my God, I can't... (laughs) When was, I mean, maybe my mom's, my mom is the younger, the youngest of three sisters. So I think her siblings, her sisters yeah. call her by her name, but that's about it. Yeah.
1: I mean, in my, in my culture, like as an older sister, I don't even get called by my name anymore. I get called mongi, which means elder Yeah. mean oh, my household. And my, and my mom, because she was like my grandmother's only daughter. She was, she's called na, mm-hmm. And so her, she doesn't even get called by her name, by her sibling. She gets called Na, she, that's literally what they call her. And, like, my dad calls her mom. <laughs> so she doesn't hear, even my grandmother calls her Na. So, like, nobody is actually, like, using mm-hmm. my mother's name. And I'm like, all right, what does that even mean? To not have, like, your own sense of self anymore when you have children. And that's something that, like, I'm afraid of. Mm-hmm. And, like, I can sympathize with my mother in that aspect. But then, like, as I'm sympathizing with her, two seconds later, she's like, you're not going to get married because of XYZ and all these criteria that you, you're you not able
2: to meet. Like, have you ever had that conversation oh, with your mom? absolutely. I feel like... So, before I begin... Let me tell you like I don't know if this is like a way to characterize or I, I can't even find a way to characterize my relationship with my mom except in one of my classes we it's an adolescent development class and there are mm-hmm. basically these classifications for your relationship with your family and it is a spectrum of mm-hmm. high warmth, low warmth, high rules and regulation, low low rules and regulation. Someone that is mm-hmm. high rules and regulation and low warmth is authoritarian. And someone who is high,
1: so our mothers
2: wait, but then someone who is high warmth and high rule, and low uh-huh. rules and regulation or no, pardon, I messed that up. No, so it's always high rules and regulation. Someone who's low warmth and high rules and regulation is authoritarian, and then someone who is
1: mm-hmm.
2: high warmth and high rules and regulation mm-hmm. they're authoritative. And I feel like my mom has really okay. towed the line between authoritarian and authoritative. For the past, like, Mm. for the past 21 years of my life. But I feel like absolutely as I've graduated (laughs) from high school, like, my relationship with my mom has become closer to one of, that of equals. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I mean, obviously not completely. Like, she
1: now, she now slightly Mm -hmm. considers my
2: opinions. Yeah. So that's a, (laughs) that's a plus. Like, sometimes she'll refer, like, she'll think of me when there's a decision to be made and I'm like, I mean, obviously my opinion will be taken into consideration, but like,
1: Oh, absolutely not! I'll
2: be in the room. Like you thought that I
1: was a person, <laughs> and you actually referred to me. No, dude, you. I don't. I think you remember this when we were in high school and we needed to go somewhere, right? You needed. To, I needed to let my mom know like five business days in advance. Oh, absolutely. That's even a lie. I had to let my mom know two weeks in advance. And then that something remind was coming her up, leading up to and it. Then, l- remind her exactly because if i just told her five days it'd be like you know we don't have time for this and i'd have to remind her in like the sublet, sublet subtle ways because if she was busy she'd be like why are you disrespecting mm-hmm. me so it'd be like okay all i want to do is go to the park for two hours it's two minutes from house from my home but i need to let you know because i'm your property you know and like it's 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 interesting how like now all of that it went from like and I think a lot of that honestly was the fear of being in this country and feeling like you had to protect your daughter's like purity to because I think a lot Dude, of I cultures very this big on that. <laughs> Yeah, I
2: feel like, like it would have been worse I, like, had, like we, had we been in our home countries but yes
1: oh my god oh my god I know that I know that for real
2: but you know
1: now I think about like, our conversations are all about marriageability, right? Like, my mom always talked to me, like, with that temper, how are you going to be with your mother-in-law? And you know how, like, my boyfriend is a different race from, my, from me. She's always telling me that with my temper and my attitude, I won't be able to handle, like, another, like, family, regardless of where I go. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what do you expect me to do? Take my mouth and sew it <laughs> shut? Like,
2: <laughs> I know that your mom's always had um, conversations about marriageability with you, right? yeah from the time age I was like 17 yeah for me that's like literally a topic that was never discussed like it was like an eventual topic mm-hmm. but I think last mm-hmm. summer I attend I was a bridesmaid at a family friend's wedding yeah. and that was the first time like I remember we got home and mom was like you know that was a disgusting wedding your wedding's not gonna be anything like that
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was like the first time she's ever mentioned yeah. marriage and she was like oh okay So I was like okay cool like do you do you expect to to have any conversation with her anytime soon regarding that. I mean,
2: it'll come up in subtle hints, it's like... It comes mm. up as me preparing for my life. It's not like she doesn't explicitly exactly. say marriage, right? It's like me preparing for my life. Mm-hmm. So it's like like the, you know, like <laughs> it's like the pre it's the training course before you get married <laughs> off, like you know, I got to learn how to cook, I got to know how to manage a household. Yeah. I got to know not like how to control my temper and not talk back to people. That's another one that I very frequently get my mom's like if you don't can't control your temper, who is going to want to hang out with you? like who is going to want to spend their life with you? You have friends. I do have friends. That's what I saw her, but I think if I told her that, I'd be talking back. So, of course, of course. But giving uh, her lip. But
1: you know what? Now that I think about it, I, when it comes to marriage, I don't have the greatest perspective on it. Like it, it sounds really sad. When I was eighteen, I had a really good, you know, when I looked at marriage, I thought it was pretty and fun and wonderful. And then when I grew up, because dude, I never, when I was young, I never saw my parents fight. Never. Mm-hmm. I didn't think my parents argued. I thought my parents were, like, perfect friends. They never, nothing ever happened. And then in in college, all of a sudden, I'm like, well, y'all have problems. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. And I realized that the person, the reason I didn't, my parents didn't seem like they had any issues was because my mom handled that. Yeah. It wasn't because my dad handled it. It was because my mother made it so that we never knew. Mm-hmm. And my, and she would temper herself and, fi- and, like, finesse the situation. And I think that's a lot of, like, Marriages that I've seen that are quote unquote successful on the outside, the woman tends to like silence herself or you know calm herself and not really express what she's really feeling in order to keep the marriage working because you know divorce is so shameful in our cultures. But I was wondering if you like if that's something that you've seen in like brown marriages or heard of in brown marriages.
2: Absolutely, I think within brown marriages, it's one of those things where like one of the things that I always grew up. It's something that I reject. Again, similar to you, marriage isn't something that was on my radar. It was just something that was an eventual Mm -hmm. thing that was going to happen in my life. Maybe Mm -hmm. not. Maybe yes. Check check it off. Yeah, it's like one of those things that's on your list, right? And I never really thought about it. I always thought, similar to you, I always thought my parents, like, I thought my parents were a freaking adorable couple. And then I got to college (laughs) and realized that, like, yes, they are adorable, but they also have their things, right?
1: Like real life problems, yeah.
2: yeah. Um and I realized that that's the truth in any relationship, but I feel like one mm-hmm. of the things that I did know like from a young age was it, within brown households like when a girl gets married to a guy, she's essentially leaving her family to go join the dude's family. Mm-hmm. She is not like mm-hmm. the day she gets married, if if you see, ever see a brown wedding when the girl is leaving, it's called like leaving like when Mm -hmm. she when the girl when the girl and the boy are leaving the wedding venue she's usually leaving with the groom's Mm -hmm. family because she is it's like her officially Mm -hmm. leaving her household to go to her husband's household and her entire family Mm -hmm. will be crying the girl will be crying and the dude's just standing there awkwardly like and literally (laughs) i remember the first time i saw that i was like i was like i will not be crying at my wedding i was like if i shed a single tear at my wedding (laughs) yeah
1: but how much of that is still common, though? That like I understand the symbolism in that, but is it still very much a thing that oh, she physically absolutely. leaves her home and like?
2: Absolutely, yeah. no. You you yeah. were you were not a part of your maiden family anymore. Like I'll literally give you an example. Mm-hmm. Um, a few, I think it was last year. There was a wedding that my aunt and uncle, or the sorry, no, that my parents and my uncle were invited to, and that my grandmother was invited to. Right, mm. and my aunt didn't go to a lot of the ceremonies um my dad has a brother mm-hmm. and a sister my dad and his brother mm-hmm. um and his sister my, my dad and his brother live abroad and then his sister lives in india mm-hmm. so they were all at their parents house they were being a cute little family and my dad and my uncle attended mm-hmm. almost all the wedding ceremonies and my aunt didn't attend mm-hmm. she only attended the wedding and i was like why is that And my mom's like oh well you know like these are smaller ceremonies only close families invited i was like I was like, she's the same Oops. distance as her brothers. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, but she's not a part of the family anymore. She has her own family now. And I was like, what? <laughs> what is that? I was like, excuse what is that? me?
1: And I, like, that sounds so, I, I don't even know when, how something like that originated, but... Like I'm pretty sure a lot of couples now are probably like reflecting oh, on how maybe that's not and that's the best thing idea. That will
2: change in generations because literally the second I heard that I was like, mm-hmm. "So you're telling me that if we had, like, if we had a, there if there was an event that my cousins I have two male cousins, my dad's brothers' kids, <laughs> yeah, that they would be invited and that my sister and I would not because we've been married off, so we're not a part of the family anymore." And that's like. Honestly kind of gross like I don't see that a lot
1: in African marriages like there's still a bit of that like when you marry into the family you're no longer like um, A part of your family you go off and you help out that definitely happened with my mom that was different situations yeah. like my parents are from <laughs> my parents are from two different tribes and my grandfather was not gung-ho about his like daughter marrying off a poor dude from a tribe he did not like and so that caused a lot of problems and he disowned mm-hmm. her you know classic and uh because of that that ended up kind of impacting like my mom spent a lot of her time in my dad's family but that's not always the way that that is you know but something that I noticed in African, marriages is <sighs> rampant cheating
2: in all Af- in just... all countries or like honestly like, Af- like i haven't or like
1: i ha- all of them it don't matter it does not matter the religious affiliation it doesn't i'm talking sub-saharan africa i don't know what happens in north (laughs) africa but literally and okay i'm also speaking specifically like west africa because i can't also speak for the rest of the west and some central africa i can't speak to the rest but literally my mom would tell me that in cameroon like it is just a thing that men will have side chicks it's just a thing like you are not a man you're not a a strong man you're not considered amazing if you don't have a wife and a mistress that you're also being able to support on the side and so growing up my mom would like when she was in Cameroon my mom would be like look her st- her standards for men were really high and she just didn't know who she would end up with she also didn't want to end up with certain guys or certain tribes you know because of like she didn't want to end up with a guy in her tribe because of the kind of abuse yeah. that women in her tribe deal with she didn't she wanted to end up with a dad with my dad from a different tribe because she just found them more attractive i guess but also just the way that they treat women my dad's tribe there's a bit more equality mm-hmm. in the um Beiti tribe like <laughs> like okay this just here's a comparison my mom is bumbling in her tribe women tend to you know f- not go to college marry really early and you know like for, very verbally and sometimes physical abuse in those marriages in my dad's tribe the wives will beat the husbands. Deadass. These women are, like, on another level of crazy sometimes. And th- you see that as empowering. But sometimes, I mean, there's are still, obviously, in, in inequalities in their marriages. But they're more vocal about their what they want in my dad's stripe. And so my mom wanted more of that than in hers. But, like, I talked to my friend from Mali in Ivory Coast. Same situation. Rampant cheating. And, like, the thing is, there's also... um In our countries, there's also a pretty good split of, like, Christianity and Islam, right? In Islam, you can have up to four wives. Mm -hmm. And, like, legally, you know, in Cameroon and other countries as well. And that also promotes cheating to some degree. Because if the person, if the husband doesn't have a conversation with his wife about, I want to get another wife, like, I want to get a second wife that can technically be a cheat. And so it's a lot. And for the longest time... I was like, it's not that I don't want to end up with an African dude, but I'd be looking at that like, mm-mm, mm-mm, because if it's something that you grow up with, you feel, you feel, you feel more likely to, you're more likely to per- do it in your yeah. lifetime, you know? And then the guy that, like, my, my parents were about to send me off to, no, they weren't going to send me off to him, but, like, I've gotten, like, two... Kind of marriage proposals so far. One from a 50 year old and another from like the parents of someone who's like 24. And again, same
2: situation. I don't want that. Mm-mm. 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 Except the one who's 24 I mean, actually, pretty actually pretty did sad. pop up on my For You page on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So, that scared the out of me when I saw uh, it. There. I was like, uh, I, literally, I saw that and I was like, what are you doing here?
1: right but like apparently he's a, he's a nice dude now but i remember when he was young and i was like your father is also a rampant cheater so mm, okay that's not but like i have a question though because this is something that i be seeing in like brown movies and i see what's what's up with your mother-in-laws in brown dude, culture
2: i don't know i feel like when you take a collectivist <laughs> society and add patriarchy to it Women Mm -hmm. end up carrying the burden. Because, you know, like, Mm -hmm. collectivist societies, it's all about family, extended family, like, carrying on the family name. Yeah, yeah. And then you add patriarchy, Mm -hmm. so the burden falls on the women. And then the women are miserable for Mm -hmm. their lives. And finally, they have a son. (laughs) And then their son can do whatever they want. But then the son gets married. And then there's another woman in the house. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then she has to seek your approval. But also, I feel like another stereotype is that these women, like, their sons are, like, the center of their universe. And the fact that there is another woman in their lives, they just can't stand Mm -hmm. that. And I feel like that's actually a very common trope, like, across cultures. Like, I know there's, like, wasn't there that one movie with J-Lo called Monster-in-Law?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay, but, okay, but I know
1: it's everywhere, but I've been, if any, like, Bollywood movie I watch sometimes, I'm like, damn, that's rough. Like, I've seen it in, like, Nigerian mm-hmm. movies as well, and it's, like, in African
2: cultures and marriages too, but, bruh,
1: I feel like y'all take the cake with that. Nah,
2: man, <laughs> I, d- I literally do not know. I It's everywhere in all mm-hmm. Indian tropes, but I feel like it, it's weird because for my mom, like, my grandmother is a second mom for her. Mm-hmm. My grandmother isn't, mm-hmm. like, she doesn't fall into that mon- the, the monster-in-law, mother-in-law trope. <laughs> um, yeah. My gra- like, my mom calls my grandmother a mom, and, like, my mom mm-hmm. does everything for her that she would have done for her own mom. So, mm-hmm. it's, like, it, whenever also, I would... But also, does... Yeah, go ahead.
1: But also, does your... Did your grandmother have her own life, Loki?
2: Like, did she do stuff for herself? No. So see, this is no. very interesting. Mm. My grandmother is actually college-educated, but she never worked. Like, her, her kids were her life. Mm. But my grandmother also, were like, were like yeah. my kids are my life, but I also have friends. So she, mm-hmm. like, my grandmother loves her friends. She has parties with her friends once a month. Because I feel like it, it also comes from when you devote everything yeah. to your children, right? And then, like,
1: you're... you you derive your success from how well your da- mm-hmm. your daughters or your sons do because I f- definitely see that a lot like um, in when I can look at my own relationship with my mother sometimes I felt like I was a measure of her success oh absolutely like, dep- if I was educated if I whoever I end up marrying
2: to how I marry will low-key reflect on <laughs> low-key, high-key, high-key reflect, reflect on my parents. and also like at the end of the day if we're not marriageable it reflects poorly on our parents not on us
1: like how did they how did they raise yeah. them yeah like and I, unfortunately that doesn't mean that boys get educated the same way too like i feel like young girl, girls are expected it's okay i feel like young first born daughter of immigrants we just take the cake oh. we are raised with such high expectations mm-hmm. on us and like i i'm lucky i got lucky in my household my mother raises raised kind of equally mm-hmm. my brothers all know how to cook and 13 and 8 yeah. the 8 year old knows how to cook for himself and like if my mom is like make something for me he does that and I think it's also the way that African cultures are like in general kids tend to serve parents mm-hmm. on a pretty early age like you teach them how to cook really early um, you teach them at least how to clean and stuff and there is a split between how you treat your boys and how you treat Mm -hmm. your girls your boys will always have more freedom but I've seen a little bit more egalitarian behaviors
2: in African like families than I have in Indian ones I feel Mm -hmm. I feel like the same yeah I think earlier in Indian culture the same was the case um it's you you have to take care of your elders um except Mm -hmm. Like, a long... I want to say, like, about 30, 40 years ago, probably still today in, like, the smaller towns and villages, children are expected to mm-hmm. start working, like, doing household things from a young age. And by children, I mean women mm-hmm. or young girls. Of course. Um, yeah. But I feel like now as more and more people are moving towards cities in India, children are kind of just expected to study and then, like, kind of help around. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's still a split between girls are expected to do more than guys, Um I only mm-hmm. have a sister, so I can't, like, my sister and I do the same amount of work around the house. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I mean, my sister probably cooks more than I do because she enjoys it more than I do. <laughs> uh, but I enjoy cleaning, so I probably clean around the house more than mm-hmm. she does. And then mm-hmm. the closest thing I could compare that to is I have two cousins. They're 10 and 13. And if we mm-hmm. ever ha- or sorry, they're 14. He just turned 14 last week. If we're ever um, – if we're ever like having a family dinner or like it doesn't matter whose Mm -hmm. house we're at, like all four of us get up and we do all of the work together. Like I'm usually, Mm -hmm. usually I'm the one telling them what to do because I'm the oldest, but of course, we're all like, like, it's not gonna be like, it's not like my male cousins are like, oh no, like the girls will do it. No, they're they're sitting there gloating the Mm -hmm. dishwasher. God, no, I've actually seen When we've
1: gone to parties, you know, and also, also like my parents believe in service, like my dad growing up, well not growing up, he was very, very poor. And then also when he moved to the US, he was a busboy, he worked, he was like a theater dudes, you know, Mm -hmm. the people in the movie theater that come and clean up, I don't know, with Usher? like and he worked at mcdonald's like my he knows the value of like hard work especially manual labor and so he was he's never shied away from teaching us how to do that and especially respecting people who do that type of work it's something that my parents are really big Mm -hmm. on but i remember this one time actually um that fiance dude was there Mm -hmm. remember him so he we were um the party we're at a party the party's about to end and um everybody's cleaning up my dad is like you know to tell me okay, you and your sister start helping like the hosts and everything I and mean, be picking up my dad and my mom also start helping out and then my mom is literally cleaning up after this 20 something year old guy who and his mom is like go help your auntie go help clean up and he's like god not me i would never do that type of work as my mother and my father are cleaning up around him and picking up things that are at his feet and i'm like Oh, so that's how it is. That's disgusting. And I think that's, like, my my thing with a person I'll end up with. If the way you treat people who s- serve you, it's, an, it's a no- big no-no oh, for me. Oh, absolutely. And, like, and I, I definitely saw that in the way he was raised. His sisters did everything for him. His mother did everything for him. And that just wasn't it. And, like, unfortunately, I think when guys and girls are raised in, like, in one household... They're the boys are kind of taught that they can do whatever they want when they finish high school. They'll, the world is for them. Mm-hmm. But I feel like us as young women, we're taught that marriage is our key to freedom. Like, if I'm honest, to this day, I'm pretty sure I can't do half of the things that, like, my classmates can do. Like, I've been told so many times, oh, my God, you're um, 21. Why do you have to check in with your parents? I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> Daughter of an immigrant living at home. Please.
2: Yeah. I, like, we can't yeah. just... You and I, yes, we're quote-unquote free, but, like, you can't – we can't decide, oh, let's get an Airbnb in Portland and drive down for the weekend. Like, that's not – No. No. That's no. not something and I think, that could happen. Like, I feel like particularly – I don't want to say, like, just within my family, but this is, like, my experience – I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of things within brown culture are put off until after marriage. You're taught like, oh, do this mm-hmm. now. And then that's something you can do after you're married when you have your own life. Like what? Like, like travel what? on your own. Mm. Or I don't know. The one that comes to mind is travel right now. you traveling. Yeah.
1: Because it's just like basic enjoyment basic things that like your parents is, is it because they think that you have a husband who will take care of you in that instance
2: yeah or like
1: someone who to pro- protect you i, I think
2: know. it's because having someone to protect me like mm-hmm. them not having to worry about i don't know i feel like in brown culture like having a daughter um so i don't know if you know this but like infant side um female infant side mm-hmm. is very very It used to be very high in india like there used to be a point where I don't know if this is still the case, but it, there used to be, like, you weren't allowed to know the sex of your child because people would find out that they're mm-hmm. having a daughter and then they it's would... A girl. um, a They'd either, like, have a With legal a abortion or they would, like, go mm-hmm. have an illegal abortion, which is, A, terrible, just, like, on a fundamental level, and, B, it's just mm-hmm. very unsafe for the mother. Um, and sometimes, like, families mm-hmm. would force the, the um, their, like... That uh, their family member to like basically have an illegal abortion. Oh. Um, so wait, that wait, like why is it it's because of, like dowry, the dowry? And it's stuff. because of like the dowry system. Because basically, when uh-huh. you have a daughter, she's a burden, right? Because if you have a son, mm-hmm. a he's like. He's gonna take care of you when you're old, he's gonna he can get become educated, he can work, he can take care of you. But if you have a daughter, Mm -hmm. you have to worry about her purity, you have to very worry about her innocence, and then you have to worry about accumulating a dowry so that you can marry her off to a good household. If you have a guy, like if you have Mm -hmm. a son, like he's just gonna bring you nothing but joy and happiness and money. But this is like a very, very antiquated like this is an incredibly antiquated notion that's tied into indian culture and the patriarchy and classism and all of that stuff
1: but at the same time didn't doesn't this perpetuate or like lead to kind of the rape culture that we see in india today because there aren't a lot of women in
2: the country right yeah there's there are so many compared to men there are a lot of women in india but it's just not safe for women Mm -hmm. in india like we talk a lot about the feminist movement in the United States, but it's just not mm-hmm. the same in India, because at least in the United mm-hmm. States, there's there's some degree of equality between men and women, and that's just not the mm-hmm. case in India. And one of the reasons for that is because it's cultural. It's okay, the politicians say it's okay, religion says it's okay for women to be treated mm-hmm. inferior. Or even if religion says that they have mm-hmm. to be treated equally, It says that they have to be treated differently, and that difference, like that difference, allows for the abuse. Allows,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn.
2: Because I remember you were telling me about like
1: acid attacks. But the other day and I was like, I did not even know that existed or that was a thing. And like, even in TikTok, I've been, um, a lot of the brown TikTokers I follow talk a lot about like the sexual assault mm-hmm. in Pakistan and in India too. And, and I'm like, it, it's not like it doesn't happen here, but the way they describe these, these sounds so public,
2: gruesome, and just like, way worse than what we see here. Yeah, I feel like it's just, it's it's what happens when a culture allows for something like this. Like, I feel like for the most part... Mm-hmm. Treating a, like if you were to go find like any average American household, theoretically treating a girl like dissimilar to how you would treat a guy, like that wouldn't be okay, but Mm
1: -hmm. in
2: India it's considered a value, right? It's a value to treat Mm -hmm. them differently. It's not necessarily like in their minds, it's not necessarily unequal, it's just different, but that, that, that difference like allows for inequality separate but equal Mm -hmm. where have I heard that before
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right Uh, I definitely like we were sidetracked what we were talking about before we're talking about success (laughs) okay yeah um so like yeah we were talking about the way that we as daughters right we are kind of expected to wait and until we're married you can do your stuff you can have your life like growing up my dad was always like don't think about boys right now. Don't think about anything right now. Just go to school, do the thing, get married, and then you can travel. You can do this, you can do that, you yeah. can do all these things. But it's like, why does marriage have to be a measure of freedom? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, I feel like maybe that pushes people to get married really early too, to people that they might not be, you know, suited for yeah. at the same or even time. Why can't you get married before they're
2: ready to get married? Right, right.
1: Because that can also lead to a lot more problems than not. You know that can lead to you marrying someone that you don't marry, you don't know very well. A lot of like domestic abuse. It can lead to you marrying someone like that just isn't for you. Mm-hmm. And no. Nah. And like I I don't even know what the right amount of dating is supposed to be. But I, I hold on to what my mom told me when I was you know like 18, and even like still tells me now that like marriage isn't about love for her marriages was about being able to live with a person's worst quality mm-hmm. so if you can see that whole person and say i right, i can't live with this i can't stand this you probably shouldn't marry them but if you've seen the worst of them and you can still see yourself with them you can live with it and you can still love them then then you probably could get married with someone you know
2: mm-hmm. i feel like that's that's the way i see it here. i feel like this podcast may have veered into kind of depressing. And I apologize for that. I don't think it's, the, huh? I don't think it's depressing. I think it's kind of depressing. I think the topic as a whole, like, it can seem kind of like a lot. And I feel like sometimes when children of immigrants, particularly daughters of immigrants, hear the term marriage, they get discouraged or they don't want to talk <laughs> about it at all. And yeah, no, that's true. That's it's true. one of those things where, like, even you, you and I have had times where we're like, that's oh, not a topic. We're like, this is not, not even something we want to think about.
1: Yeah, but then there are also moments when I've definitely looked at my Pinterest board and I'm like, Yeah, 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 that's my, that's gonna be my wedding dress. You know, you see my dress and the ring yeah, I want. Like, yeah. yeah. Let's <laughs> be real. Um, yeah. And and I already have like a bunch of really attractive sick dudes on my Instagram that I'm about to ship you with. Oh, so.
2: absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That's that's exactly what I need. You're just gonna walk in there. I feel like I'm gonna get married just so you can have your dream Bollywood wedding.
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. You don't think, I'm not playing around. Like, I'm pretty sure I can learn the dance. Like, I don't know you what can it go is for about it. You can in Bollywood movies, you but we play vibe. You can my
2: entire wedding. I literally don't, we can have an entire episode on weddings, but that's not the point. The point <laughs> I think we were talking about <laughs> is success. And I feel like we just have to get to a point, I feel like, something that our parents, I feel like i have done an okay job with but i think it's something that we can mm-hmm. work towards by having a conversation with them is mm-hmm. not measuring our success by our ability to get married or whether we Absolutely. get married but rather by through our yeah. own worth and i feel like my father is definitely there and my mom just needs mm-hmm. we need more communication for her push. to get there
1: yeah and i think i get why she's not there though like even though like my mom for example she wished that she maybe had gotten married at a different time she still really really wants marriage Mm for me and i think it's because of the joy that having children and a family does and also it's about social validation Mm -hmm. a lot of it is about social validation your community is going to expect that from you and so it i i understand where it comes from the fear of your daughter not being being ostracized by her community Mm -hmm. is a hard thing to swallow and like but at the same time my mom extremely values my education a lot and I cannot speak for a lot of other women. I know that like their parents would probably want them married mm-hmm. instead of going to school. So that's something I'm very grateful for. Yeah. And like like we're not we're not against the institution of marriage. Not no, even. I absolutely just think that not. we want to be allowed to dream mm-hmm. that be allowed to dream more of more than marriage. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense.
2: Yeah. And yeah. again, like we are but... so privileged to be in the position that, that was... we are because like we have parents that are a lot, like, literally paying for us to get college educations and then they want us mm-hmm. to have incredible and fulfilling careers. This is just something on the side that we think is interesting, that we're honestly very confused by.
1: <laughs> yeah, Okay. I think it's also because marriage for young women was also an economic... T- move mm-hmm. too right like i'm if i i'm pretty sure if i was back home i m I'd be married by now Oh, i would definitely be
2: a lot closer than or engage
1: yeah and i think it's because of economics and i mean i'm pretty lucky in my situation that in my mom's tribe uh, you don't really like pay a dowry the mm-hmm. man kind of does that so it's different by tribe in cameroon so there isn't that the big issue that you were talking to mm-hmm. about in regards to india <sighs> but I, I have moments when I'm like, marriage scares the crap out of me having to figure out my life with someone. And you know, the really interesting thing is that we didn't actually talk about the person that we'd be getting be, be married to.
2: It's about like the, the social and cultural meaning of marriage. Because he's irrelevant. The dude comes later. Because he's it's irrelevant. It's what matters. <laughs> let me tell you the order in which this matters. The order in which this matters is the social and cultural. Impl- no, sorry. Mm-hmm. Our personal relationship with marriage is first. Yeah. Then it is how our parents perceive us getting married.
1: Then it's the
2: food at our weddings. Mm, Absolutely. Then it's our wedding dress. Because if those two might be interchangeable, mm -hmm. but for me, the the food is definitely more important than how I look.
1: The food is more... because I've been to some nasty weddings where the
2: bride looks amazing, but she's feeding me crap. No one remembers anything about a wedding except for the food and the dancing
1: so yeah nobody's gonna remember your dress nobody's gonna remember your venue I'm gonna remember the f- nasty food you served me I'm gonna remember the food chicken and breasts. the experience
2: yeah <laughs> so yeah the food the dress is after that and then I forgot my train of thought damn it it was something else
1: the dude and The dude is at, at the some point, point the dude has
2: to come he's at the very bottom at the very bottom yeah
1: yeah yeah he he won't be there the entire time you know of the marriage and maybe after with kids and everything Mm -hmm. but he's like the least important part of it isn't he yeah no i i actually it's weird i'm actually pretty excited for mine just because i want to have a trapeze at my wedding you're gonna have a what (laughs) you heard me right i'm swinging from the air (laughs) You can barely walk on the <laughs> balance beam. Look, I've already been thinking about it. You know The Greatest Showman? Mm-hmm. The, t- the song Tightrope? Yes, ma'am. I literally did a whole choreography in my head about how I, during the song, I'll be flying around in the reception hall and I'll be like lip singing. It's The Greatest Showman. Doing some
2: Cirque du Soleil stuff. Now I'm ready for it. So what I'm, schedule- what I'm hearing is when I'm scheduling out your wedding... I'm going to have to include time for an emergency room, visit. Absolutely. Okay, sounds good. At least I know. <laughs> At least you know. At least At I least know. At least you're aware. But also... The, we'll have a safety. Before we can continue, for safety. i just like to point it out that I don't yeah. want any part in planning my wedding. I literally could not care less. I just care oh, that I there's good it. food and that there's good dancing. And I'm the only thing I oh, want I to have an opinion in is like what I'm wearing. Besides that, I literally do not care. This is the one time in my life... Where I'm glad I'm brown because it means my parents will plan my wedding for me.
1: Yeah, I don't get to plan yours. Do I even want to plan mine? Loki, I'd, I want to plan someone else's, but I don't want to plan mine. You know what I want? You know what we're excited about? You know, we told you, we told you guys a couple weeks ago that one of our friends is getting married. This is like my first white wedding I'm attending. It's probably going to really be excited the because, only white wedding I ever attend. Because, right? Like, we're going to be doing some white stuff. There's, I and think I'm there's like, going to be I'm the really chicken of the reception. What? What's what's the
2: chicken dance? Oh my god! Have you never seen that?
1: No, I think okay, no, no. I remember the the I just don't remember the actual. Okay, I didn't know that. People did this at
2: weddings. Is this their
1: version of the electric slide? Oh, were I'm not doing the chicken dance. We're gonna put, is this their version of the electric slide? The
2: electric slide is also a very white thing, but okay.
1: Um, or the Cupid.
2: The Cupid shuffle is also Or the Cupid white, shuffle? Is this
1: their version of the Cupid shuffle? No, it's No, just, the Cupid shuffle is just not just white. It's just something
2: you do. Like, it's all those dances that you learn. They've gentrified school, it. That's also. They've done.
1: gentrified it, but it's not white. All
2: the things that you do at middle school dances, all of that will
1: be happening at her wedding. So we'll be square dancing. All right. When yeah, did you i square
2: dance
1: in- I square danced in elementary
2: school. Okay. We did like the do-si-do! Woo! I I'm sorry. We did the Cotton Eye Joe. I feel like that was fun. I'd be down to do that. It's also very possible that COVID will make it so that we can't actually dance at her wedding. So who knows? Right. Who knows?
1: But yeah, I think uh, we're at this point we're rambling, so <laughs> I think this is a good point to stop. Yeah. Uh, guys, thank you for you know showing up to our little wedding conversation, uh, marriage conversation. I don't have anything insightful to end with Do you. Um,
2: wear sunscreen. Na na no no na 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 na
1: na na na, 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 na,
2: na. Okay. <laughs> Not know We're out. <laughs> have a lovely rest of your week, right. everyone. Thank you for lending us your ears. No. Bye-bye. Bye
1: bye. <laughs> bye.